Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey. I'm the Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. There's Jay Posner. Jay, I just see why you asked if I just woke up. Man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, folks. If you're listening to this later rather than uh, on this uh, early episode of the Hot Lava, you don't get to see uh, what my hair and my face looks like. Uh, and also, gosh, you miss every time. I'll tell you what. The pictures that John Kelly picks for the intro every time are just so spot on. And uh, there was a Jorge Alfaro with what could be, Jay, a, a victory that turned a season. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should have a shout out to John since you mentioned him because he said that he was at a bachelor party the last couple of days and part of the bachelor party week or whatever included going to the game on Tuesday night. Oh, wow. Which was great, right? Great game. Except, yeah. except the guy they were honoring decided late in the game, Nah, they're not going to win. We should leave. And so they left. They did end up watching it in a bar somewhere. And then he said someone tried to tell him, oh, this is better. Like, no, it's not better. It's there not is better not than being anything there. like being at a walk-off. Right. Right. So wow. anyway, uh, we, we won't out. I don't even know the guy's name, but it's a friend of John's. And, and uh, yeah, well, the uh, the hair, the, there's a reason that the hat gets worn uh, most, uh, most weeks. Besides the fact that I don't have the great hair that you... Uh, that you have once upon a time maybe but uh, uh but not anymore well so. it is uh it, it, it is an off day for the padres and here we are uh, thanks for joining us uh and for you and for you clearly padres have won eight of 12 it is their best stretch uh in a long time it is their best stretch offensively in a long time and and that's the big difference it is not their best stretch pitching uh, uh, but they're playing right. good defense, which is important, and they are hitting the ball, and and including the last two nights hitting the ball at Petco Park. How about that? And hitting the ball over the fence at Petco Park. Uh, That's the key right there. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have so, told you that was the key before because this whole Petco Park nonsense, Petco Park does not let rank last or anywhere near it really in home no. runs. Um, and uh, the Padres, I broke it down, Jay, where I looked at exit velocity, launch angle. They're hitting just as well or, or just as successfully in terms of home runs on the road as at home. But Petco Park, it, look, it's, it is one of the uh, worst. But the, the Padres weren't hitting well in sc- with runners in scoring position at home. They're not hitting well at home. They're not hitting doubles at home. It, it really is just they're just not a very good hitting team until the last couple nights. Right. I mean, we they, they hadn't scored in whatever it was, 14, 15 innings until the uh, the other night. They're, they're, they had that stretch. It's funny to hear you say that they've won 8 out of 12. That means they had won 6 out of 10, even after Monday night's game, coming off the 6-3 and three road trip. They got a, a Monday afternoon, evening, whatever. I guess it was an afternoon game. I, I, I was there. I tried to put it out of my memory. That was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. But it really was. As we know, it's it's baseball. It's one game. You know, the idea that the, this thing that always floats around about how they look flat and uninspired, every team looks flat and uninspired when they're not hitting. That's the biggest the biggest thing. I mean, they didn't just flip a switch on, on Tuesday night and, and start hitting. This team is always, you know, to, to use the great baseball cliche, they have battled. I, you don't see a lot of guys giving away at bats. Sometimes they have good at bats and sometimes they don't. I mean, look, they, this offense is really tough to watch sometimes. They take way too many good pitches, as you've written about ad nauseum during the season. Nobody seems to have an answer for it. Uh, whatever it is, they let a lot of pitches go by that it seems like they could hit. A lot of guys aren't performing up to either the expectations that that people on the outside have for them or maybe they have for themselves. Um, but, you know, as we talked about during the middle of that trip last week, they they did win six out of seven. 
uh, or five out of six, I guess it was, before going to L.A. It was what they needed. They got the one win in L.A., which assured them of being no worse than six and three on the trip, which I thought was very important. And look, Milwaukee, the, the Padres don't have to do that much. They have 24 games to go. As we as we record this, Milwaukee's playing a doubleheader today against the Giants that will bring them even with the Padres in terms of games played. Um, so I guess they could close to as close as two behind if they were to win. Or no, it's three behind. One. Yeah, they could gain um, one game. They can gain if, one game to get to three behind. So they could get to three behind. Which is technically five, four. Right. And they could go to five behind, which is technically six uh, <laughs> because of the uh, because of the tiebreaker. So, I mean, it's almost, I think Milwaukee has lost 21 out of 35 was the stat that I read uh, today. They're making it much easier on the Phillies and the Padres to lock down those last two spots. And that's been the whole thing. And I replied to a couple people. And then at some point when things get really bad, I I, I don't I can't catch up with the replies. Um, but uh, I would uh, re- reply to emailers and say, in a vacuum, you may be correct that the Padres don't look like a playoff team. But it's Absolutely. not a vacuum because the Brewers, yeah. if you were a Brewers fan, you'd be sending their beat rider emails <laughs> saying this is not a playoff team. And well, here's the deal. One of them has to be a playoff team. Yeah, and and the Phillies too. The Phillies are, have been struggling yes. a little bit more, and and are in a virtual tie with with the Padres. So uh, yeah, you're right. Two of those three teams have to make the playoffs. Then that makes them playoff teams. Now whether that puts them at the same level as the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, and the Cardinals, no, they're not. Going into the playoffs, the Padres would be a decided underdog against any of those teams that they would play, not counting the Phillies, but any of those other teams that they would play, the Padres would be big underdog. But doesn't mean they can't win. Now, I'm not going to sit here now. I'm not going to sit here in three weeks and predict that they're going to beat X team or Y team or whatever. But to say that they don't have a chance is ludicrous because it's baseball and it's a three. Uh, the first series is three games. So, you know, look, the Nationals beat the Dodgers two out of three not that long ago. You can win a three game series. Who knows what would happen in that time frame? Now, matching up against the Cardinals in a three game series doesn't look so great right now. The Cardinals are, are, have been probably the best. Them and the Dodgers have been the best two teams in baseball, I think, in recent weeks. The Dodgers have all year. So, anyway, that. The idea, as we've said all along, get into the playoffs. Actually, and you know, one of the, the most successful, and I believe it was over a certain period of time behind the Dodgers, I think since the break, you know, the second most successful team in baseball was the Diamondbacks until right. they ran into the right. Padres juggernaut the last couple nights. <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely correct. And we're not talking about, look, I know what happened with Joe Musgrove this last start. I think it's five out of seven starts have been quality starts, but the other two have not been good. And they're, if you go back beyond that to just before the break, and I believe right after the break, I, I, you know, I get that there's reason to have concern about Joe Musgrove. Uh, but when they faced the Dodgers, they didn't line up. You know, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. Do not right. discount that Blake Snell in the second half and in playoffs is a is been a fantastic pitcher. He has a history of that, including especially against the especially against the Dodgers and against the Dodgers. So don't uh, discount. I was going to make one point real quick about Musgrove. Don't discount the idea that if the Padres can get this wrapped up, if the Brewers keep losing and if the Padres can put together some wins and get this to a position where they don't have to be all out the last week of the season, they can start to get Musgrove and some of these other guys, a little bit of a break. Musgrove looks like he, you know, Musgrove, Mania might be like this as well. Those guys look, look, look gassed to a point right now. 
Clevenger maybe, I mean, coming off Tommy John. So this is a, a situation where if you can start giving those guys another day or two, I mean, look, throw Reese Kinnear out there for a day. It doesn't make any difference. And buy Musgrove another day, only throw him four or five innings in a start, that kind of stuff. He could be a different pitcher. He could look more like, you know, early season Joe Musgrove when the playoffs come around. And, you know, that's another place where uh, Blake Snell comes into play, which is, you know, that that's probably one of the guys. Darvish, who evidently is made out of something different than the rest yeah. of the Absolutely. And and Snell are the guys that aren't tired, right? Uh, Blake Snell didn't pitch a lot in the beginning, and he always, always, it's fascinating to talk to Blake Snell about how, you know, he's going into a contract here next year, uh, and and he's kind of tired of being this guy who stinks in the first half. Well, it's, he just always gets stronger as the season goes on, and, and it'll be his goal to be strong all season next, uh, next year. I'm not saying it's because of this, but, you know, next year, if he has a good year, could be very good for him. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. bank account. So uh, that's something actually Padres fans should be ecstatic about. So, but for, for this year, you're absolutely right, Jay. And Bob Melvin has talked about it, that, that not that specific. He has not got into that because you wouldn't expect the manager to say, Hey, we'll get this thing wrapped up in a week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of Blake Snell being able to, to help them a full bullpen, being able to help them uh, perhaps uh, pick up some of the slack. And he, you know, I, I think that's something we'll get into here. If in fact they do, uh, are able to sort of get a little bit of a cushion. Uh, what do we got? We got three weeks, Jay. I'm a little afraid to, to look ahead. Uh, where we got? Yeah, no. That, that if you can get right. to that home stand, actually, it's, that, it's that actually nine four, games. There's, there's actually four, um, four weeks left in the ah, Jay. <laughs> in the season. It's twenty. <laughs> it's twenty four games. Um, the last game is four weeks from yesterday, which would be October okay. five. That's uh, right. So it is. It is four weeks, but but. You know, you've got three with the Dodgers this weekend, which we'll get into in a second. It, it might be three. It might not be three. As anybody who's been outside today knows, it's it's a strange, strange day here, more strange weather coming. But you got that. Then you have the trip next week to Seattle and Arizona, which it's hard to find two more disparate cities, really, than Seattle and Phoenix. But good luck with that. Um, and then it's a lot of home games. I mean, it's, you know, it's 12 out of 15 yeah. at home uh, after after that with the one weekend trip to, to Coors. So now that's not necessarily a good thing, the way the Padres have hit sometimes at, at Petco. But again, got to be, you know, you can get some rest and at least get into the playoffs and then try to set yourself up for to be the best you the best version of yourself that you can be when the when the playoffs start as a, you know I you know this I don't buy any late season momentum nonsense or any of that you can play well the last two weeks and it helps you going forward it doesn't it doesn't matter everything changes when the playoffs start and they you know the idea is to get there and I do think the last couple the last 10 days and especially even the last couple nights they took a big step toward being there I mean the Brewers, that game the other night where the Brewers blew a five-run lead, Padres came back from five down, and then yesterday the Brewers losing again, Padres finding a way to win again. That's a big two-game swing right there. It is, and it's the kind of swing you may, I don't think either one of us are going to say you are or you will, but you may look back at. Mm-hmm. Where you say, just like you said, it happened, and they showed the the highlights out there on the the big right field scoreboard. And as Bob Melvin said, that's a big scoreboard, so he knows everybody in the dugout has seen it. <laughs> they showed that the Brewers had lost, and then obviously, you know, like last night, a couple of the guys were talking about like it's all it, it, the the scores are all on the ribbon board. They know they can say they're not scoreboard watching, but. 
that doesn't mean they're not scoreboard seeing. So <laughs> they, they know what's happening with the Brewers. They know who's chasing them. And that could be the, you know, the way that they quote unquote responded. I don't know why they quote unquote, I'm the one saying it, but uh, the way that they responded uh, could be now there's the segue, except the Dodgers come to town. Right. <laughs> and you got May, Urias and Haney, which is, it was supposed to be last, last week, right? It was supposed yeah. to be, but then, then they, they changed they, they the bullpen game. Um, and you know what? I'll tell you, I'll start here. We can say, oh, except the Dodgers are coming to town. I'm just telling you what the Padres are saying. They know that they've struggled against that bullpen and they mounted a comeback against that bullpen last week. They're overlooking the fact because it's not the offense's business that Adrian Morahone then gave that made that comeback moot by giving right. up four runs in the following inning. But they are, they are, I don't know if thrilled is too strong. They are encouraged by the fact that they won that first one, seven to one. All right. Uh, okay. Didn't play well at all. Got blown out in the second game. And then they felt like they really had a chance to win that third one. And they did well against the bullpen. And okay. That sounds like loser talk because that's not what the Dodgers talk about. The Dodgers talk about beating teams. Um, right. Well, what do you got? Well, the, the, I think the biggest thing I got is that the guy who pitched the seven to one game pitched yesterday. <laughs> uh, and so you're not going to see you Darvish this weekend right. against, uh, against the Dodgers. And that's a, a big break for the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers have, have hit Clevenger pretty well the last, in the last month, faced him twice. And then Snell, who they have not hit very well, and then Musgrove pitches on Sunday. And again, this, this all depends on, on the weather. There is a, a hurricane off Baja California that's headed up uh, up that peninsula, and it's going to get pretty close to San Diego. And we're supposed to get some serious wind and some serious rain. And I just haven't seen, as we take this, haven't seen us a really good breakdown of the timing of this and how long it's going to last. Um, I, I did uh, communicate with a guy who used to write about weather for the UT before he retired, Rob Creer, and he said pretty good chance he thinks of a rain out on Friday night. This thinks it's going to be a lot of rain during the day and the evening hours. Question then becomes Saturday. It looks a lot better Saturday night when I was looking earlier today, Saturday night and Sunday. My guess is, and Kevin, you can correct me if I'm wrong. My guess is they would not try to make up the game this weekend. Uh, Saturday's forecast seems too sketchy. Sunday would mean playing day-night doubleheader on, on a Sunday. They don't like to play Sunday nights. They really don't want to play Sunday night when Tom Brady and the Cowboys are on TV on the first Sunday night football game. I would think that the game would be made up either on Monday, the 26th of September, which is a mutual off day for the two teams before they start a three-game series here at Petco, or they could take that day off and then play a day-night doubleheader on maybe even that Tuesday, you know, on that Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. That's total. That's total guessing. I haven't talked to anybody, but that would be my prediction for what it's worth is to, if there's a rain out tomorrow when that game get made up. And that would mean actually the Padres could give Musgrove an extra day's rest because they could go with Clevenger Saturday, Snell on Sunday. It would actually be um, an extra two days rest because they have an off day on Monday. That's right. That's right. So it's <laughs> and a couple I, days. And don't think that would hurt it. That I don't think that would hurt anybody at this point. And here's a bonus. If you're playing four against the Dodgers at the end of September, they will have long ago clinched the NL West. Uh, now, look, Trace Thompson could hit three bombs against you that day. So it doesn't really matter. Well, and they could, and the one the thing is also, if there's only two games here this weekend, it does eliminate the possibility of the Dodgers clinching the division here on Sunday. Which right now, if they were to sweep three games, they would they would be celebrating here at Petco on uh, on Sunday. So that's another uh, another situation that would be avoided. They would have to wait until Monday. And I did look; the Dodgers do play Monday in Phoenix, so there's no chance of that 
Right. It's the oh, Monday okay. before they begin that series. Is that correct? It, that would be in two. Uh, it would be in two weeks. Um, right. And then, so like you here. said, either doing a, a four game yeah. or four day or four and three. And that makes a lot more sense. And it is really bizarre that we are talking in such certain terms. I'm not saying that we're saying tomorrow, but like in San Diego, it's like when I first heard about this at the beginning of the week, I'm like, nah, there's <laughs> not going to be a fourth rainout at Petco. Nah. I think it's been right. three, three rainouts and seven delays or something like that that ever um now here's the thing you talk about the the rain and how much there will be this isn't like it is absolutely amazing to be in these midwest ballparks and watch four inches of rain fall in seven seconds and like (laughs) the field is underwater people have scuba gear on and a half hour later play is resuming because of the way that the fields are made the clay they use the way that they've uh, the drainage they have because they get so much rain that's not the case at petco we get a half an inch of rain uh at five o'clock you might not be playing that night because it's not built for that um there is a tarp uh, Bob Melvin confirmed that the other day, or he asked, he's all, is there even a tarp here? Yes. As a matter of fact, it was used last year in the rarest of all rarities. If you remember in Atlanta uh, last year, we endured like a 12 hour rain delay. Yeah. And uh, then because of COVID uh, and what was allowed last year, they resumed the game in San Diego. That's right. And there was a rain delay at the start of that game. So, uh, and that was one of the, whatever it is, seven rain delays in the history of, of Petco Park. Um, but there is a tarp and I imagine it'll be out from uh, the start tomorrow, but then it is a matter of, uh, you know, like you, I haven't seen what time, I, I think the rain's supposed to start in the morning, but I don't know when yeah. it or all that, but uh, it really- no, gonna, the, last, uh, the last rain out here, uh, May 7 of 2017, Dodgers. That, right. And yeah. uh, before that, it was in twenty July of 2015. I remember that was a freakish storm because I remember it was right at the start of the uh, Del Mar uh, race meeting. And then the first one was in April of, of 06. But there has not been, uh, certainly has not been a rain out here in either August or September. But that does seem to be at least a possibility tomorrow. So if they... Look, if they play two or three games, whatever it might be, as I said, if it's three, it could be a, a Dodger celebration. I think the Dodgers just need one more win to wrap up the playoffs. I don't know. I haven't even seen that magic number. I but thought that magic pretty, number was one today. Yeah, so it might be over. If the, or no, I guess it wouldn't be. Uh, or would, would it be with the Brewers losing? I believe that's the th- deal, is that yeah, they the Brewers, the playoffs the Brewers, today. So if the Brewers lose one of those games against the Giants, uh, I think the Dodgers would already be in the playoffs. But anyway, um, the Padres, yeah, they did get a win last weekend. You saw it yourself uh, against the against the Dodgers. Then it kind of went back to, to normal. Or they did not touch Arias the next night, uh, and he's this- scheduled to pitch here this weekend. So. I can't decide whether the Dodgers should be like really proud of what they've done. And I'm being facetious because of course they should. Um, It's really hard to win a World Series. Or with the domination that they have had over the past 10 seasons, embarrassed that their only World Series was in that silly season. Because it's unbelievable how good this team is. Right. And you could probably say the same about the Braves, um, you know, during that stretch where they sure. won like 12 straight division titles or mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it was. So, yes, uh, absolutely. It's just, but it, it, pro- it goes to prove the point. Get into yes. the playoffs. Because you don't know what's going to happen. The best team, the best team does not always, and you could almost say, I don't want to say rarely, but let's just say the best team does not always win the World Series. Last year, I think, was a perfect example. So the, the Padres just need to get there. I'm trying to think what else. Josh Hader last night thought he pitched pretty well. He got it. I mean, Ozokar made a really nice catch on the first on the first ball, covered a lot of ground on a ball that was hit a long way. But 
you know, Hader looked Hader look good. Robert Suarez has come back uh, after missing a week and I think had two good outings uh, in a row out of the bullpen. You, you mentioned Tim Hill uh, has in one of your notes the other day has what I can't even remember how many straight scoreless. 18 and two thirds uh, over 21 games, I believe it is. Yeah. I know it's 18 and two thirds, but 21 games. Nick Martinez pitched three he pitched all three games against the Diamondbacks now he gave up the uh it didn't really matter I I mean uh he gave up what two runs in the opener but he pitched Tuesday and he pitched Wednesday against the the Diamondbacks that's pretty darn good and this is one of those stats that sounds like all the uh obscure baseball stat but it's actually incredibly (laughs) impressive last night he got his fourth hold of the season he has eight saves he started 10 games he is the only pitcher in Major League history to do that. To start yeah. 10 games, have at least eight saves and four holds. Like, it, what it does is it speaks to uh, all the, the versatility and what he has provided this team. I mean, I feel real good that I was on that Nick Martinez train from the start. And here's why. Uh, not from the start of spring training or the yeah. start of the season, because the guy couldn't throw strikes. But from the start <laughs> of him going to the bullpen, and here's why. He was mad. That's not what he signed here for. And I right. love people that turn, like, being mad and situations where they could be little babies into positives and now he's one of the heroes of this Padres season I yeah. love that. And I love the fact that he's a guy that, it, that look, it wasn't the role he wanted, but he adjusted to it. And now he'll take whatever role there is, he's he's in. And, and watch him. I, That's not just words. You know that. Even if you're predisposed yeah. to say whatever. Yes, he's a starter. He told me the other day, I'm a starter. But that's not like code for like, oh, I should be a starter. That's right. I'm a starter. But watch him out there. He loves pitching. Now, the question I want you to ask Nick Martinez is, right before we started taping this, I saw that the Major League Baseball tomorrow is going to uh, approve a pitch clock, bigger bases, and shift restrictions for next year. I don't care about the bases. I, I don't like the shift restrictions. I don't think they're necessary. I do like the pitch clock. At Amen. least I think I do if it's if it's the what I think it is. But you need to ask Nick Martinez about the pitch clock because that guy holds the ball and holds the ball and holds the ball. Well, he didn't as a starter. He didn't. Okay. He was fast. Now, yeah. that's really important here. Do you know how bad the Padres are? I know you do, Jay. Uh, I know that almost anybody who follows this team, and if you're reading what I write or, or whatever, you, you've you seen it, the amount of bases that are stolen against this right. team. And so some of these guys have varied up their times to the plate. If you noticed last night, I think it was Josh Rojas, who mostly was on first in, uh, in uh, uh, base stealing possible situations, they threw over to first a lot. They varied that up quite a bit. There's just a lot of different things they're doing. And one of the things that Nick Martinez is doing, you know, and look, there's a little more stress. Guys do that all the time when they go to yeah. the bullpen. But you, you know, that's just to talk about that. But you're you're absolutely right. How is this going to affect some of these relievers? I, I and Dar- and Darvish is the other guy that, as we know, can take a while. I mean, not just to get assigned, but even after to get after he gets assigned, and and it's you know it, it works for him. I mean, whatever you know, he's he's one of the best pitchers of his generation, basically. Yes, um, and, but Jay, uh, number one thing. No, I don't know if you wanted to go on this tangent, but the pitch clock. I I think we should have a national holiday. Uh, if this comes into, uh, and excuse me, I, I got to, uh, as you guys know, I just woke up. So, uh, I'm going to plug in my computer so we don't lose the juice. That's, that's good. That's good. It's good to be prepared for, I felt uh, that, that Jay was more important than the awkwardness of leaving the screen <laughs> to plug in my computer. I felt that going dark and leaving you alone would be, uh, unacceptable and a uh, yeah. good thing. Good thing that I'm wearing pants as I don't always, because I just uh, walked across the screen. So, um, Yeah. 
Jay. No, that's uh, that's good. Uh, how are you on the? Uh, where are you on the shift? Uh, on the I'm, shift I'm, I'm I'm opposite you, and that is I believe that as in opposite you, Jay, not you, Darvish, who we were just yes. talking about. Uh, that joke never gets old. And uh, I I want hits to be hits. I'm not Nick Canapa, okay. I'm not, uh, but hitters, especially ones who can't hit against the shift, are thrilled that there will be some restrictions. Um, okay, well, you could be wrong. If you want to be on Nick's side, then you can be wrong. So that's uh, I, then I, that's I, fine. Just what you want to do is be on Nick's side on something. <laughs> Go right ahead. Go right ahead with that. <laughs> I just, uh, there's, there's, uh, I, I, I do worry that some of these rules are going to counterbalance each other, right? Like, well, that's great. Uh, we're going to have more hits now. Uh, so, you know, th- that and makes I did longer see... games. But pitch clock is number one. These yeah. guys holding the ball for 30, 45 seconds. It, it, think about this. All right. There's 200 pitches a game or there's more than that, uh, a game. That's yeah. huge. No, I, I, I mean, the minor leagues have cut a lot of time oh. out, out of it. I, I had lunch the other day with a guy who is involved with the with a, a minor league team, and, and he said their their concessionaires have been complaining this year because the game because the games got so much shorter, and it was you know that's like another round of beers for a lot of people that they aren't uh, that, well, that people aren't buying, and so I, I think that's but that's look the games the games need to be uh, yes. Most games need to be quicker. Most uh, games do, because even some of these two hours, the Potters have played a few under three lately, but they haven't surprised me, most of them. Not that one at Dodger Stadium, but most of them have surprised me because the pace is still. It's the pace, not the length. This will cut time off at the end, too. You see these um, 13 to 9 or 19 to 12 games in the Pacific Coast League coming in at 230, 240. How's that possible? There's plenty of offense. I don't think anybody was bored, probably. But pitch clock. Now that yeah. also then these all play off each other. You got bigger bases, right? Maybe more guys on because of the shift restriction. Pitchers having to go quicker. There's going to be more stolen bases. Like oh it's- no, that's not good for the Padres though, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they threw out a guy last night or had a. Uh, um, had he deserved a guy. to be thrown out. That was just karma because he was he, running he, to he third. Did. And then the Padres even stole a base, although he should he would have been out with a halfway decent throw. Uh, so and, yeah, that and was. No chan- in no world did they expect they would be stealing that base. They expected Manny Machado would make contact. Yeah, <laughs> right. So um, anyway, uh, the one thing I did see about the shift real quick is I. I had seen one uh, uh, part of the shift proposal that there was going to be like a pie-shaped area around second base where you couldn't stand. But the proposal I read real quick before we started this on the athletic site was that it was just, you have to have two guys on each side of the base. Well, that tells me that that third guy can stand basically in the middle of the field. I mean, you have to be one step over. Which That's is not still... that much different than they're exactly. doing now. The, the biggest difference is you can't put the guy in short right field. You have to have guys on the dirt and there's my guy like look i'm not talking about yes for years oh ball up the middle that's going to be a hit right yeah that's still going to not figure out how to do it there is some element of that i just think the pitching has got so good that it really is and hitters will say this and of course they will they're a little biased uh but it's it's just different it's just really hard to hit in this league but that shallow right field thing i don't know i just i i feel like there should be some more hits there yeah you you're you're you're, you are not even just grounders. A lot of times line drives at 106 miles an hour and you're out. And I just, I, I look forward to a few more hits that way. That's what I'm saying. Okay. 
we'll let you, we'll let you say that. Well, I'll even let you have the last word on on that. And uh, we did just probably because uh, I just the, swayed you, Jay. I probably no, just you didn't. I didn't. No, don't get me started. Just just take the last word, Kevin. I give. I'm giving you the last word. So take that, and we'll see what happens this weekend. We hope whatever you do, stay safe out there and we will come back and talk on tuesday and you will be in uh in a hotel in seattle i believe yes i will i'll be cool and then the next podcast where we (laughs) i'll be in that phoenix thanks everybody